0: Hey friends, Jay Lee here. Just wanted to start this week's episode with a quick note. Now, Pastor Elliot had the pleasure of interviewing Berenice and Marcos Ramirez for this week's episode. But frankly, there was just too much goodness to contain into one episode. And so we're going to be splitting this into two weeks, with Berenice sharing on the first half of the passage this week in part one, and then we'll come back next week with Marcos sharing on the second half of the passage in part two. And so we're blessed to squeeze another episode out of this great couple. And so here is part one with Berenice Ramirez. Hope you guys enjoy.
1: Hi, this is Pastor Elliot, and this is the One Life City Church podcast. And this is the Summer Bible Study Series. Hey, I'm so excited about today. Today we get to dive into the Word with Marcos and Berenice Ramirez. They have been such gifts to our community. What a gift that we get to um, partake in today as we go through God's Word together. Um, so we will get to hear a little bit from them. But before we get into the actual word, Marcos, Bedanise, thank you for being here. And um, is there kind of anything like fun, interesting, uh, unexpected fact about you two?
2: Well, first of all, thank you, uh, Pastor Elliot, for the invitation. We're very excited about Having this time with you and and the community, um, yeah. Well, we enjoy together food. We love food. <laughs> we love you know like experience different type of food. Second I love it. is Me too. yeah, it's good, right? We just everywhere like when we go to, to trouble. Marcos is like, let's try this food. I say, okay, let's try it. <laughs> you <Yeah. laughs> try it first.
0: <laughs> yes. And yes.
2: the second thing that we enjoyed the most is. Um, study the bible you know we be so we bounce ideas we fight over it seems like if you enter the room just like, are these couple fighting but no yeah. we actually study
1: <laughs> we yeah. just
2: you know we just uh, love uh exchanging ideas and concepts and questions and and it's so good
1: but by the way i if we get to record some of the like the conversation where it sounds like it's arguing about scripture uh, as you know as we're doing the podcast i would love that um so <laughs> Um, <laughs> so I, I welcome that because I, I, I do feel like um, it, it is a communal process um, studying God's word. When we look at how the Bible is taught, it, it was a very communal context, and so that would be really awesome.
2: <laughs> very passionate about it. Very Latinos.
1: I love it. I love it. <laughs> um, well, let's not let's not keep y'all waiting. But let's let's go straight into God's word together. So today our reading comes from second peter and we're we're gonna we're doing we're we're passionate so we're gonna do the whole chapter uh together so um betonise you're gonna take the first half and then marcos you gonna take the second half so um if it's all right with you i'll just i'll read it for us and then let's get it started
2: all right ready
1: second peter chapter one simon peter a servant and apostle of jesus christ to those through the righteousness of our God and Savior, Jesus Christ, have received a faith as precious as ours. Grace and peace be yours in abundance through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. His divine power has given us everything we need for godly life through our knowledge of Him who called us by His own glory and goodness. Through these, he has given us His very great and precious promises, so that through them you may participate in the divine nature, having escaped the corruption in the world caused by evil desires. For this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith goodness, and to goodness knowledge, and to knowledge self-control, and to self-control perseverance, and to perseverance godliness, and to godliness, mutual affection, and to mutual affection, love. For if you possess these qualities in increasing measure, they will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But whoever does not have them is nearsighted and blind, forgetting that they have been cleansed from their past sins. Therefore, my brothers and sisters, Make every effort to confirm your calling and election. For if you do these things, you will never stumble. And you will receive a rich welcome into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So, Berenice, um... What what are some things that uh, that come up to you? What are some things that you are observing as you read this text?
2: Well, uh, first of all, I I just want to say that this particular verse um, has been my my go to scripture when I feel right. like I need to be reinforced in, in my faith, and it seems yeah. like it's the perfect formula for me or yeah. for all of us, right? It's 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 great. It's it's rich and I, I love it, I love it. So the things that I um, notice in these verses is how uh, Peter introduced himself uh, to the audience. And mm-hmm. um, I see uh, that he used his names, uh, Simon or um, Simon Peter. And that part is interesting because it was Jesus that sort of like changed his name to Peter. And yeah. and he used both, right? And I, I like that that he um he's so connected with with Jesus that he, he introduced himself as that Simon mm. Peter.
1: So Simon Peter being the name that the, the new name that mm-hmm. that Peter uh, received from Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: The second part was um also the, the the part of being a slave and then apostle. So,
0: mm-hmm.
2: yeah, those two are okay. It seems like they're opposite, maybe, but they are connected. The meaning of being a slave—it um, was very, very important for them to to understand that part, and and mm. and for him to identify with this, you know, characteristic is very interesting for me, as well as to recognize that he was one of the apostles.
1: Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's almost like they, they go hand in hand. The idea of um, your translation says uh, slave, but mine says servant, um, servant mm-hmm. and apostle, um, that they go hand in hand. And that's, like, and that's how our relationship was with Jesus is kind of placed. Like we are seen as someone who is serving or is under the lordship of, mm-hmm. of Jesus. But at the same time, we're an apostle. So we're ambassador. We represent Jesus. And so I, I love that. So um, we already in the observation, we're seeing that uh, Peter, he he's addressing himself by the name that Jesus gave him. And he's he's letting people know that he belongs to Jesus and he represents Jesus. Okay. And already that's like very powerful stuff.
2: <laughs> yeah. Just to start with. Right.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: Now, I I noticed that uh, the word knowledge is in in this verses are, is very uh, repetitive. It's about maybe four yeah. times. And, yeah. and this time I went deeper in that part of the knowledge. And, you know, every time I read the, the same uh, verse, it comes something new. And I was expecting this this time, you know, I said, God, um, what is it that you want me, sh- want me to know, to understand? And then I noticed that the word knowledge. So knowledge, for this particular Aryan audience, it was very important because there were Jews that live out of the, the Judea and Galilee. So there were yeah. a part of the diaspora, which yeah. were Jews were taught in sort of like a Greek and Hellenistic philosophies.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: Uh-huh. So even though they didn't assimilate to the culture, but they were influenced by certain, you know, philosophies. And knowledge for the Greek were very important. It was like the more knowledge you have, the better person you are or something like that. Yeah. So Peter used this word to, I feel like he wants to really captive their attention with this word, you know?
1: Mm. Yeah, uh, definitely. Like, um, as you're saying that, I definitely see, um, that word pop up. It just jumps up even more. Um, cause, uh, that whole part when he's when he just kind of says one thing after another, right? I think that's from verses 5 through 8. You know, make every effort to mm-hmm. add to your good, uh, faith, goodness, goodness to knowledge, and to knowledge self-control. and keeps going, keeps going, keeps going. And at the end, when it builds up, he says, they will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge. Mm-hmm. So there's definitely an importance of knowledge there. Um, even in the introduction, he talks about grace and peace be yours in abundance through the knowledge of God. Mm-hmm. So um, that's really interesting that Peter, um, he's um, he's almost like making an appeal to the Gentiles around him, right? Like to the Greeks mm-hmm. around him, like, "Hey, there's this ultimate knowledge here that's that's in God." It, it reminds me of that. Um, what's that one moment in 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 Paul where he goes to? Um, I think he goes to Mars Hill, right? And he goes to um, the where all the gods are, right? Mm-hmm. And he says, "Today, I'm going to make known to you." Uh, what has been unknown, which is, uh, and then kind of, it kind of drops a knowledge bomb on the Greeks about who God is. Um, right. It kind of reminds right. me of that.
2: Correct. Yeah, they were so fascinated to to learn something new to knowledge. That's why they were so exciting to to hear Paul preaching and teaching.
1: Yeah, yeah, and actually, that um, that reminds me something of I uh, I remember I, I learned in seminary about. In the Hebrew, the idea of knowledge isn't wasn't just about the like what you know in your brain.
0: Oh, right. But it's
1: also the idea of like you it's it's an idea of like a deep relationship. So when you really know somebody, you just don't know the facts about the person, but you know them. Like you, you know what they feel, <laughs> you know, you know who they are as a person. And so it, it kind of reminds me of that. I feel like that's a little bit of the appeal. That that Peter is talking about here is like like he talks about the knowledge of God, and you know, uh, and so I feel like there's like it's not just just don't just know about God, but know who He is, know His character, uh, know Him as God, know Him as the person of Jesus. I feel some of that in this in this writing a little bit.
2: Yes, actually, yeah, you're right, and I I went a little deeper in that and looking into Mm. that word because that that word no know, knowledge or to know something uh and the hebrew mind was more about intellectual knowledge but also the experience that you have the, the emotions that you have about that person or or that particular concept so it, it involves everything it's just not the intellectual the rational mm but the emotional part of it yeah. and, and uh, something that the Greeks were more on the rational part and they tried to stay away from the flesh. Yeah. And there was they very were, were into separate the two versus the Hebrew mind was to be everything in one It's a whole.
1: Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And, and so that makes sense when we get verses 10 and 10 and 11, where it says like, mm-hmm. therefore brothers in me, uh, sisters, it, and then it talks about identity. Make every effort to confirm your calling, or it talks about purpose. Confirm mm-hmm. your calling and election. For if you do these things, you'll never stumble, and you'll re- uh you'll receive a rich welcome to the eternal kingdom. And and so like it's talking about uh, it's talking about our our purpose as uh, people who belong to God, and also our eternal identity, who we are in God. And mm-hmm. so like the knowledge isn't just what you know, but yeah, like we mentioned, it, it's it's the whole of who we are. Um, Beni "Before we move on to the next part, are there any uh, kind of uh, other observations that you want to highlight?"
2: Well, I I see that he goes in in sort of like an order of importance. You know, he started by by talking about faith. Supplement your faith with a generous provision of moral excellence. So I see that he start layering layering up the the foundation, and it kind of re- mm. reminds me like. Um, you know, have you ever tried the tres leches cake?
1: Oh yes, that's <laughs> Ryan's favorite actually.
2: <laughs> it has so many layers, kind of like yeah. that, right? So I I always connect that to and it looks delicious.
1: Ah. <laughs> oh. by, by the way, Bernice, whenever there's like a food analogy that could be, you know, that comes up with the Bible, I'm I'm always like a fan, so <laughs> yes. But I, I hear you. Yeah, definitely. There's, there's a foundation. It starts at the foundation.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: With that, let's move on to interpretation. So, what do you think this means for Peter's audience? What is Peter mainly trying to communicate? So what are some key points that you see?
2: So what I see in these verses is Peter really reaching out to these uh, communities in in diaspora and uh, reaffirming what they are and what they Mm. really have. Mm. So those two things are important, identity and the resources that they have. He was um, telling them to remember that um, they have the promises. So, those promises were to enable them to his yeah. divine nature.
1: Yeah, that's really interesting because, like, um, I-, I love the connection you're making about he's affirming their identity and um, what they have, their resources. And the resources, one of the primary resources that Peter is communicating. It's a promises of God. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's, I love, I love that idea because when we think of promises, we don't think of it as a resource. We think of it as a maybe, <laughs> you know, but yeah. when it comes to God, it's a resource. It's mm-hmm. something that we have. It's something that's tangible. Um, yeah, tangible. And it's, it informs us and it shapes us. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. any, Do and, and you want to elaborate on that? I, I love that idea.
2: Yeah. So divine nature uh, has a purpose. Uh, I was reading a little bit on, on one of the commentaries that I, mm-hmm. I use often. I just It's actually the the Bible is called Cultural Backgrounds Study mm-hmm. Bible. Uh-huh. The Greek mentality was to separate the soul and the flesh. And the idea of the divine, it was very appealing. Um, but Paul, I mean, I'm sorry, Peter
0: yeah. Peter was
2: actually given a little twist on this. He was more than appealing to that philosophy. It was more to say, and I'm going to quote what he explains in this yeah. part. He says, Peter probably evokes, especially in the early um, Christian view of God's spirit transforming believers' moral character, in Christ, to escape the corruption that is in the world through lust. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't about to be divine and to be glorified and be a superhuman, but it was to actually transform my character so I can be able to escape the the temptations and, and, and the corruptions. Of the world,
1: mm-hmm. yeah, that's really good. So that that sounds like it's it's he's directly talking about verse four, where it says, "Through these he has given us his very great and precious promises, so that through them you may participate in the divine nature, having escaped the corruption in the world caused by evil desire." So, yeah, he's he's like directly refer, uh, referring to that. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So then, yeah, the promises becomes a leverage. Um, it be- right. it really becomes a tool, like or like you said, like a resource uh, for the believers in, of the diaspora.
2: It's a transformational. Uh, it creates a, a transformational character in us.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, that's that's so good. Any other kind of um, kind of key points you see from this text?
2: Yeah, as I said, well, so once he plays that foundation of what the promises are for and the purpose of those then he says now that you know this make every effort to respond to god's promises yeah like he doesn't start by uh, knowledge because knowledge without faith is nothing it's just it yeah. doesn't do much right yeah. and we know many people that have a lot of knowledge and sometimes they they blind they don't Really, no. I mean, they—they they know intellectually, but they don't—they don't have those components.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh man, don't even get me started. Yeah, totally, totally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. So I see that there is a part where God says, "I, I'm gonna activate this in you," but now mm-hmm. you have to come and do something. It's not—it's not a passive interaction. Yeah. It's you be. Uh, uh, be partnered with me in this yeah, and you have to make an effort and yeah. it's, it's sometimes it's hard to see that God is asking us to do something, to make an effort because <laughs> most <laughs> of the time we're like oh, God will do something I'm just going to wait I'm going to keep praying I'm going to just wait here and wait in the Lord but yeah. God says no, just make the effort and yeah. do this <laughs>
1: Yeah, I, I I love that. I love you bring that bring, uh, bring that point up because like I think um I, I think I've I've told you this before, but like some of my charismatic friends, uh, I, I, I for for a good season, I was uh, I was in that circle, and yeah, it was definitely a lot of that, right? Like, and then um I definitely, I'm not saying like prayer and intercession is is passive or anything like that, but um sometimes it felt like it was kind of absent of yeah the prayers were there, but the the participating with God in in where the rubber meets the road, it wasn't there, mm-hmm. you know. Um I, I I think about like the time when um Abraham he, he gets to a certain point and he, you know he had all these promises of like what the promised land might be and this land and or or what, what this land for his family might be like. And when it gets to gets to the point of, of like which land he, he's gonna settle at, um you would think like God would be like this is the land. Look! Look! Look at this! Like the sun is shining on it. You know, like
0: mm-hmm.
1: and there is like, he- you know, angels singing on the land. But uh, what what he does is he actually asks Lot to pick the lot, like mm-hmm. to pick the land. So Abraham asks Lot to be like, "Hey, which land do you want? You pick whatever you want, and I'll be in the other one." Mm-hmm. And that and, and that land that Abraham didn't pick ends up being the promised land for the Israelites. <laughs> and so, like. Like it was, it was a very kind of like he, he invited his nephew to be a part of that process, mm-hmm. you know, and, and so like and I also think about how um Jesus when uh when Lazarus mm-hmm. um when Lazarus came out of uh, a lot of the tomb like if I was Jesus I'd have been like watch this guys let me unwrap Lazarus and like be all flashy and showy and <laughs> you know but instead Jesus asked his disciples to unwrap L- Lazarus. Mm-hmm. And he invites people into the process of Lazarus's resurrection, and it definitely reminds you of that when we when I when I hear this, like, and I you know, and I know this text gets used a lot when in the idea of election, but what we see here is that mm, there's a very active thing that like you're mm-hmm. very active in the work that God is doing in you. Um, yes, you are saved by God by faith by grace, but also mm-hmm. at the same time you are applying that grace in your life. You're applying that faith in your life. And so I, I just love idea that idea that you just mentioned, that it's not a passive thing, but it's it's proactive, that we are invited into it, participate with God in it.
2: Yeah, it's very, um, how to say, uh, dynamic. And, mm, yes. and God is inviting us most of the time to partner with Him. And, and uh, the last part says that the more you grow like this, that's verse 8 the more productive and useful you will be in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: And that's what we wanna be. We wanna be productive. We wanna be useful in the work of of being a a follower of Christ, a believer, and and that needs to be a, a part of our of our lives, you know, how to to understand that we have this already, it's, it's ours. It, yes. it belongs to us. You know, it's, it's, it's part of me. And and I'm not lacking anything. And sometimes we act like we lack of everything here. And no, it's not true. I understand when we said that we, we are broken and we, we have the tendency to sin, But actually our nature now, is, is the nature of the divine? Is, is the nature of Christ? And the more we proclaim that, the more we speak to that, the more we acknowledge that and live that. It's not denying that we have tendencies uh, to, to live as in the flesh, but those are not the 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 factors. Now, the the fact is that we have a, a nature of Christ, and that's our new identity. And yet we have episodes of brokenness here and there. But that's not who we are.
1: Absolutely. And I would add to that, like, whenever we feel like that's not who we are. And mm-hmm. there's like that voice in our heads. That's like, oh, you're not who we, you're not that new nature that you have in mm-hmm. Christ. That's like the bread and butter of the enemy. <laughs> you know, Like that's like number one kind of reminder, like, ah, see, See, you don't really love Jesus, you know, mm-hmm. um, yeah. and like, and I say that because I—that's the voice I hear all the time, mm-hmm. and that's the voice I, I'm like always combating within myself. It's like, yeah, so that's I—I yes. I for one need that reminder all the time.
2: Yes, that's a lie, you know that that voices every time I, because I think when I, you know, talk to Christians, and that's one of the main voices that we hear most of the time and i and i tell myself that's like on the pit of hell. and the enemy is a loser so i'm not going i'm not going to pay attention to this it's just you know it's like i, I have to say that and sometimes i use yeah. a loud voice sometimes yeah. i feel like I'm, people think that i'm crazy but no i i have to say it like
0: mm. because
2: if i went well, no, quietly it's like like accepting that and i'm not accept that you know if someone yes. come and bullies me for example, you know, and I'm walking and bullies me and I'm going to respond whether, you know, I'm going to act offensively or I'm not going to be passive, like,
1: hmm. hey,
2: especially if doing to my children, you know, hey, what, what are you doing? I'm not going to just be silent. I'm going to say yeah. something. Yeah. So the enemy bullies us more, most of the time with our identity. And we need to be clear of that. And I think this that's why I love these verses, because it's it's that is you have this, you have faith, you have uh, moral excellence, you have knowledge, you have self-control, you are mm. patience, you have endurance, you have you godliness, you have affection, you have love. You are and you have all of these things.
1: Ah, oh, that's that's so good. I feel like we're already kind of like talking about it, but um, how about like on, on a personal level for you, you, know, you started off by saying that this is one of your go-to um, scriptures, one of your foundational passages. It's it's that first layer in your tres leches of your, <laughs> of your walk <laughs> with Jesus. Um, so like what, are, what, what do you feel like the Holy Spirit is saying to you um, right now as you read this text again?
2: So when I go back to this verse, I see myself, okay, I think I've been – a uh, liking of say self-control, you know, <laughs> for the last weeks or months. I, yeah. I, I, I know that I need to put more effort on that. And, 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 um, I see myself a little more like, uh, uh, irritated for things that it could be minor, but for me are not sometimes. And I, mm, mm. I lost it and I'm like, Oh, again, I, yeah. I need to, but, um, but I, I see that God says, well, just make an effort, just supplement it, just just bring mm. it back. Uh, you have it, and and as of right now, even it's funny because when I gonna be about to share the Bible and ministry or something, there's always something happen. You know, like okay, I gonna I gonna punk you and you're gonna stumble and you're gonna feel so distressed that you're not gonna be able to sure and that's what Mm. happened you know just few (laughs) minutes ago something minor i i was not self-controlling and i just you know and it's like it's not right at the same time it's 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 a reminder just make more effort you can do this
1: yeah absolutely (laughs) and and thank you for sharing that because um like i i felt that way too like that exactly like especially it usually happens when like my wife is working and I'm with the kids all day and like whenever sleep time comes and then like I just, I just totally like my patience is just, there's barely any there. Um, and so there's a, there's this moment before I, you know, was like, okay, we're going to record the podcast too. And I'm like, I, there was a sense of like, I, I did lose it a little bit. And so like, am I worthy still, you know? And, and just, I just needed a reminder again um and it's like so it's so so encouraging for you um to share that because i mean i just you know i was just in that space um Mm -hmm. too and 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 it's just a good reminder of how much we need reminders like this of who we are in in jesus who we are in god what we have in him and so yeah so good amen all right thank you betonisei
2: Thank you so much, uh, Pastor Elliot. I really enjoy having this time with you. And maybe next time I'm going to bring some fresh leches cake and read that. Oh, my verse. goodness, that <laughs> sounds
1: awesome. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds so great. <laughs> Thank you, All Pastor right. Elliot. Thank you, much. Be
0: Thanks for joining us today. This is a podcast of One Life City Church. In Fullerton, California. If you would like to connect with us, visit our website at onelifecitychurch.org or you can find us on Facebook and Instagram.